You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 20th of July 2021. Later, how the lockdowns are impacting consumer sentiment. But first, global markets, they've been hit by rising COVID cases and how that may delay the economic recovery. Here though, the S&P ASX 200 actually outperformed down by just 0.5%, percent half percent to 7,252. We did open a more than 1% weaker. The banks declined across the board with the exception of ANZ after it announced a $1.5 billion buyback late last night. Oil Search was the top performer on the 200 after it revealed it had rejected a merger proposal from Santos. And the miners were big losers across the board, even BHP, after it recorded a record iron ore output output from its Pilbara mines. Of course, all of that has got to do with global growth and the issues and concerns surrounding it with rising coronavirus numbers. For more, I spoke earlier with Marja Bean Zaman from City. Bond markets and FX markets have actually taken the lead over the past week or two uh, in the sell-off, and now we're actually seeing equity markets simply play catch-up. Points around with the concerns around the Delta variant, um, given the slow take-up in vaccines, increased hospitalizations in the US, UK, but at at the end of it, clearly this is now finally impacting global sentiment. Um, and another reason why we also see a fall in equities is not just the Delta variant, but also, you know, valuations were kind of stretched quite a bit. And so there was a, there, there were, we were quite expecting a healthy correction to take place. What are the other flow on effects? You mentioned that the currency markets were ahead of it. You mentioned the bond markets. Now we're seeing the equity markets, too, because we saw the oil price take a pretty big tumble also. Yes, I mean, Brent uh, has been down. It's trading at an eight-week low uh, as we speak. Uh, COVID resurgence has raised concerns um, about the short-term demand outlook and about pre-recovery ahead. But oil is really down on a few fronts. Number one, uh, there was a deal uh, very recently to boost production by OPEC+, Plus, which effectively means more supply coming in, so softer prices. Secondly, clearly risk aversion where we're seeing increased uh, restrictions globally. What that really means is potentially softer demand. Uh, And third, and most importantly, um, you know, as part of risk aversion, what we usually see is, um, you know, U.S. dollar tends to strengthen ahead of the other currencies um, as a flight to safety trade. And what that really means is a stronger dollar effectively makes raw materials more expensive for the investor. And that's really on the back of these, uh, you know, ways on the lower crude oil prices as well. So the U.S. market was down around 2% overnight. The European market's even worse. But the Australian share market compared to those hasn't done too badly. It's down, but not as much. Why do you think that is? Um, we actually, I think there are about three reasons. Um, number one, you know, the composition of the U.S. and European equity markets is very different from the ASX 200. Now, the S&P 500, for example, um, has the biggest, uh, you know, weight to the tech sector, which tend to be more volatile uh, in times of market, uh, you know, drawdowns. Um, on the other hand, here in Australia, we've got the financials that dominate the ASX 200 by a market cap of roughly 30%. And, you know, of course, all in all, we are currently in the housing boom, which kind of benefits the banks. Um, so that's kind of hold, helping us hold up a little bit vis-a-vis other markets. Um, the second reason really is that 
while the US and Europe are facing, again, similar uh, COVID-19 cases like we are here, um, there has been no announcement of additional support as yet. Here, however, uh, as you would agree, um, we have been in a hard lockdown for almost four weeks uh, and already have received some um, support um, in terms of wage subsidy. And so this should not only keep a lid on our unemployment rates, but also maintain confidence to some extent. Finally, um, RBA uh, at their last meeting, they had committed to a more open, flexible approach in their tapering program, which really tells us that they will tweak according to market dynamics, which again supports the overall outlook. Let's focus on other news, corporate news. Uh, JB Hi-Fi, profit upgrade today as more people work from home. Obviously, there are beneficiaries of this lockdown. Are there opportunities here for investors and are those opportunities long-term? I mean, have we seen a structural shift? 100%. Um, I think um, technology, digital innovation, um, you know, it's really changed the way we work, we communicate. And that's not whether we kind of, you know, reopen and start going back to work or continue in this format. It's going to remain. Now, we actually classify um, technology and digital disruption as an unstoppable trend, which effectively means that this sector is going to benefit from market normalization ahead. Now, effectively, what drives this? I guess you have your high savings rates. Um, and, you know, we tend to upgrade to new technology as and when it becomes available. Uh, just because we have stronger spending power as we speak. Uh, and finally, uh, areas to focus on in this space uh, over the longer period of time is really beneficiaries of the rollout of the 5G network. Um, also areas in wireless technology, uh, where you're going to see a lot of connected devices, a lot of data being produced. And around the increasing data that's produced, we have to look at the cybersecurity space which is going to be continued to be in demand. Um, and finally, I guess, um, you know, continued growth in video conferencing and home electronics as well. Marjamin Zaman there from City. Now, the various lockdowns around the country, they are having a big impact on consumer confidence. The ANZ Roy Morgan Index tumbling 5% to its sharpest fall in 15 months. And while that's still above 2020 levels, the index which measures if consumers think now is a good time to buy a major household item, like a car, for example, tumbled more than 10%. For more on that, I spoke with ANZ economist Adelaide Timbrell. Adelaide, how would you describe consumer confidence right now? When we consider that Australia's two biggest cities were in lockdown um, during our last consumer confidence survey, it is looking pretty good. We, we did see a drop of about 5% and that was mostly concentrated in future economic conditions. So people aren't necessarily too worried about their current finances. In fact, that part of consumer confidence actually increased last weekend, but are feeling a little bit more shaky about the economy overall. Given that, though, one sign of the health of the economy is whether now is a good time to buy a major household item. Can you go through that data and explain what the outcomes mean? So what we did see in the data was a pretty sharp drop in people thinking it was a good time to buy a household item. We can usually interpret this uh, as a household's willingness to take a financial risk, you know, upgrade a car or buy, you know, basically put a large amount of their money 
into something. If that index goes down, it means that more families are kind of waiting and seeing how things go before they make some of those bigger decisions. So we can take it as a sign that people are feeling a little bit more cautious. It is the lowest we've seen of the index since November last year, but it's much higher than what we saw during the first stages of COVID last year and during the Melbourne lockdown last year. So it is getting a little bit worse than it was in the kind of happier times of a couple of months ago, but it's really not as bad as when we were right in that big lockdown last year. So we're going to get the, the retail no- sales numbers tomorrow. Um, what, what do all these numbers kind of suggest as to what we'll see? Because no doubt the lockdowns will have an impact. Absolutely. So uh, ANZ forecasts that retail sales for June will have fallen at 0.3%. That sounds like a really small fall, but in May, we actually saw Victorian sales fall 0.9%. So what it means is that the bounce back that we saw after Victoria's lockdown in June has been offset by some of the negative things that came later in the month. And we actually think that July is likely to be even worse. So when we saw Melbourne go into lockdown last year, retail sales actually fell by 4% after that happened. And it's not unlikely that we'll see an even bigger negative number once that July lie data comes out and reflects the period we're in now where Sydney, Melbourne and then Adelaide are also going to be in lockdown. Just finally, we often hear about a strong rebound once restrictions are lifted, but is there a threat that it may not actually be as strong as we would hope, especially as we see restrictions extended and we don't have a a definite time as to when we know we'll come out of lockdown? When we look at the bounce back, this is something where the cities uh, that are having lockdowns really start to diverge. So Melbourne, it's more likely that we'll see a shorter lockdown. And last time Melbourne was locked down, they actually saw a huge increase in their discretionary retail spending right afterwards. In fact, we saw about 30% more spending on retail products than we would over a usual weekend. People were really making up for lost time. But in Sydney, as that lockdown drags on, we start to see an increased risk of people really not having their normal income for a longer period of time as construction shuts down. You know, that can take on some economic risks. And it does increase the risk that we'll see a more muted recovery where people are more cautious after they come out of lockdown or have less cash to spend. Hopefully it won't get to that, but every single week that the lockdown extends, that risk grows. Adelaide Timbrell there from ANZ. That is SBS on the money for this Tuesday. Don't forget you can stream this as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, the SBS radio app and Spotify. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.